so my prayer post was about Jesus's return and what if it is in the next you know if we are in the final seven years and Jesus is returning very soon I none of us can say that for sure but there's just a lot that's lining up with Bible prophecies and I think it's kind of urgent for everyone to get prepared and as if things continue to escalate around the world as they have been for the last two years um, then there's going to be people will start feeling more of this sense of urgency because it'll be very evident that something is not going right i i know there's a lot of christians right now who are seeing this already and um i guess that just you know it also makes me believe that we are in those very close times where jesus is very soon to return and none of us can say that definitive uh, definitively because uh, there has to be an occurrence of a person who is called the man of lawlessness in the bible who stands on god's holy ground and proclaims to be god himself so that has to happen before we know for sure and then it'll be three and a half years after that that jesus will return but I just think that there's too many things that are happening right now that really you need to get yourself prepared um, because anything can happen at any time. We aren't guaranteed a certain number of days of our life, so do something now. Um, the preparation is what enables us to proceed in life with confidence, especially if we have something that's been referred to as the Great Tribulation in the Bible. Um, a tribulation that is going to be like nothing on earth people have ever experienced before throughout the you know ever since the beginning and that's told to us in the Bible we probably agree that not being prepared is one of life's greatest regrets isn't it have you ever thought if I only knew blank before this happened um, whatever that might be I mean so many times in life I'm sure we've all done that just like gosh if I only known if I'd only known this then you know I would have done that well this is right now uh, what if we are heading into one of the toughest times of our lives in this world as time moves moves forward do you believe you are prepared today don't make that mistake of being unprepared again heading into the toughest times ever experienced in the world get prepared now so I put together seven steps to know that to have confidence that you're going to be able to endure this great tribulation that is in the future and um, and I guess the very first step well okay you can go to my website because I have a printed form of this and in the printed form I have links to scripture to support what I'm saying and that can be found at www.annm2705.com. So going back to the seven steps. Number one, especially this is for non-believers, atheists, people from other religions, people who are baby Christians, who are just trying to figure out what is all this Christianity about, um, just curious people. Uh, step number one is for you. Seek God for wisdom. If you're a non-believer if you don't know what to say or how to pray or you're not sure what you believe or even if you believe here is an example of what you could say dear God I do not know you 
I am not even sure you exist at this point in my life, but I want to know the truth. If you exist, please allow me to get to know you. Please reveal yourself to me. Please give me wisdom to know the truth. If you reveal yourself to me, I will in turn take action to get to know you better through reading and studying the Bible and will continue to communicate with you through prayer. Please clarify and help me know the truth about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Number two, believe. If you keep studying the Bible and praying and the following beliefs will become clear to you. There is one God who interacts with people in three forms. God is the Father, the Son who is Jesus the Messiah, and the Holy Spirit. This one God in three forms was present before and during the creation of the earth and everything on it, and is eternal. You may ask, why would God be in three forms if there is only one God? Well, there are specific purposes for each form, but as humans, I don't know that any of us have a complete understanding because even as Jesus was saying to his followers, how can I tell you of spiritual things when we have so much difficulty understanding things of this world? So he said that to his followers, that they were having so much difficulty understanding the things of the world. God was present with humans in the beginning of the earth and will be physically present with humans in eternity on a new earth. But sin entered the earth through evil spiritual beings known as Satan, who's the devil, fallen angels, demons, and evil spirits. And all of them have been destroying all the good that God created. The evil spiritual beings who separated themselves by choice from God are at war with God and are actively influencing us on earth, even today, in an attempt to separate us from God, just like they will be separated from God in eternity. Jesus came to earth, Mary gave birth to him, but he was conceived by God's spirit. So he didn't have a man as a father. Jesus was more than a man or a prophet, as some may say. Jesus came to fulfill prophecies, let people know about God's future kingdom and to save all who believe. Jesus was killed by crucifixion by people because of his teachings but he rose from the dead after being placed in a tomb. He appeared to thousands of people, even ate with some of them, so that people would know there is eternity and believers would understand there will be a new bodily, immortal form after death. He did this to reassure people of his teachings and to reveal God, and most importantly, to serve as the required sacrifice, making atonement and purifying believers so that believers are able to have eternal life with God. He ascended into the clouds after spending time with people and reassured them that he would return in the future. When Jesus left, the Holy Spirit was sent to his followers and continues to be sent to current believers today. Believers who commit to living in accordance with God's commands and then ask God for the Holy Spirit are given the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit residing in us is what we need to be raised from the dead like Jesus did. If we don't have God's Spirit residing in us, we will not be raised to be present with God in eternity. The Holy Spirit in us, the, um, the Holy Spirit works in us 
to prepare us for God's future kingdom. This is all we need right now, the Holy Spirit residing in us. So how do we get that? Number three, acknowledge our sin. Everyone sins. The Bible tells us what sin is. It's not rules or anyone else make up. God gave them to us. God himself gave them to us. Don't let anyone twist the truth of the Bible and tell you it's old-fashioned, out of date, etc. God is not old-fashioned, out of date. He is current. He is living and aware of what each of us say, do, and even think. Nothing is hidden from God. Read the Bible to find out what sin is. In the website, I have several, I have all these links to um, what is described as sin, and sin is just basically what separates us from God. So that's one word that just means all the things that separate us from God. And it's breaking the commandments. Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount gave a clarification of the Ten Commandments. And throughout the Bible, there are lists of behaviors that will exclude us from eternity with God. There are several books and um, all of them are worth referencing. You can find the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. You can find the list of behaviors that will exclude us from eternity. And there's two books that are both very short. They only have three to five very brief chapters. So they're worth reading in entirety. And that's 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians. And then 1 Corinthians 6 has more information about sin. Revelation 22 verses 14 and 15 say, who will be excluded? Who will be outside of eternity with God? And those are, that's really important to know. So then after we acknowledge that we have sin and everybody has sin, we hopefully you get to a point where you repent. You don't want to be that way anymore. You want to be forgiven. You want to be reconciled with God. And that's what repentance is. It's acknowledging that we have a sin, being sorry for it, and then continually eliminating sin as it enters our life. So just saying we don't want to do it again doesn't really work. It will come back into our life. You can bet on that. And the thing is, you just you need to eliminate it. So whenever it comes back, get away from it. Get rid of it. Don't let it stay there. And it's important to know that we don't have to do this on our own. We can ask God for his Holy Spirit to help with us because what is impossible for us is possible with God. Matthew, Mark, and Luke documented Jesus saying this. Number five, get baptized. This is a public commitment that we believe, we acknowledge we're sinners, we want to be forgiven, and we choose to live a new life. So baptism is really a public event that shows that we are making a transition from an unbeliever to a believer. Jesus directed people to be baptized. You can find that in Matthew 28 verses 18 through 20. Jesus also mentioned the spiritual rebirth, being born again, meaning a new life with God's spirit inside us, is required to get to eternity when he spoke with Nicodemus, and that's found in John 3, 1 through 3. The next thing is just living according to God's commands. Abiding in Jesus. Jesus often talked in parables to people and he often described himself as the vine and the people as the branches. And um, the, the branches aren't able to do anything without the vine. 
if we want to stay connected to Jesus, if we want to have eternal life, we need to abide in Jesus. We need to stay connected through prayer, through reading and studying the Bible. Our actions will keep the Holy Spirit with us and be evident to others by the character and the way we live life. People will be able to recognize those who have God's Spirit residing in them and those who do not. Those who have the Holy Spirit residing in them will have eternal life with God. This is how you can tell if the Holy Spirit is residing within someone. They will exhibit these characteristics. Love. This is a description of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Joy is another quality described as displaying delight, happiness due to knowing God. Peace is another quality described as tranquility, calmness, restfulness. Forbearance is another quality described as patient and restrained, easygoing, forgiving, understanding. Kindness, the quality of being friendly, generous, considerate. Goodness, the quality of being morally good or virtuous. Faithfulness, the quality of being loyal, dependable, trustworthy, fidelity. Gentleness, the quality of being kind, tender, or mild-mannered. Self-control, the ability to control oneself, in particular, one's emotions and desires, or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. Then number seven, the last step. This is how we love others, by helping others. So number seven is helping others. Once we understand this and make this happen in our lives, we need to share this with others. Um, this is how we love others, by sharing how to prepare for eternal life. Please share this with all the people you love. Don't leave anyone behind. Jesus said the greatest command is to love God with all our hearts, souls, and mind. And second to that is to love others. In John 14, 21, Jesus said, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. This is how we will be prepared to endure through trials, troubles, and tribulations we have throughout our life on earth. Something valuable is worth the preparation. Eternity, immortal life with God is valuable and worth the preparation. Jesus gave us the map, the directions, the guidance, the warnings, and the help through the Holy Spirit. We have all we need to be prepared. Those who prepare will not be caught by surprise, like a thief in the night when Jesus returns. We need God's Spirit residing in us. We can receive God's Spirit when we prepare, and we will know we have God's Spirit in our lives when our lives begin reflecting the behaviors and characteristics listed in number six above. Jesus did the hardest, truthfully the impossible for us, when he made it possible for us to be in eternity. In fact, if we are living righteously prepared, when Jesus returns, we may not even experience a physical death. All believers who are living at that time will rise to meet Jesus. That's in 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 13 through 18. 
God is so good to us. He gives us life. He provides everything we need. He gives us an escape from eternal death made possible through Jesus. He gives us his spirit to help us prepare, and he has an amazing future prepared for those who believe. Everything good is from God. When we comprehend this, there is so much to be joyful about. Be confident always. Choose to be a winner in the most important event, which is eternity, in your life. Be strong and courageous because God is with believers and there is nothing more powerful than God. If this was helpful, please share this with other people and have a great rest of the day. Bye.